Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another Crunchmetrics webinar. In today's webinar, we'll cover the incredible growth story of Urban Company, a leading technology-enabled home services platform that continued to scale and grow 138% in the, this current uh, year, 2020, despite the challenges brought on by COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Rohit Maheshwari. I head product management and strategy at Crunchmetrics, a SaaS solution that enables business opportunity discovery through anomaly detection powered by AI and ML. And the agenda for today's webinar is to, for us to understand about Urban Company, which is, as I mentioned, is a leading technology-enabled home services platform, winning with great customer experience. Now we all recognize customer experience is important, but this is one company which put customer experience above all else to win in the marketplace. And in particular, how urban company leverages AI in its operations. And to learn more about urban company, I have with me Mohit Agarwal. Mohit, welcome. Hey, Mohit. hey Rohit. Mohit is the Director of Engineering at Urban Company. Urban Company is an Indian gig marketplace that off offers home maintenance and repair services, beauty and wellness services, among others. Now, it is very, very counterintuitive to you know, offer home services in a country like India, where it is relatively far, far more easier uh, to access these services uh, in your neighborhood. But yet, this is one company which took a counterintuitive step and has been winning. And Mohit has been a part of this organization uh, from the very beginning. In fact, Mohit has been associated with companies like IBBO Group, Visury, and NetApp. He has worked in domains like data engineering, dev uh, platforms, infrastructure and security, along with solving multiple different problems, including matchmaking algorithms, in-house chat, SEO, customer ecosystem, customer backend, professional onboarding and profiling. Not just that, he has also worked in digital advertising space, building products for programmatic buying, which helped various e-commerce brands in boosting their revenue and increasing online sales. Mohit, it's truly a pleasure to be hosting you today. Thanks a lot, Ray. Thanks a lot. Now, as I mentioned, Urban Company is really, uh, you know, uh, a gig marketplace company, very counterintuitive um, in a country like India to be offering home services. But to learn a little bit about Urban Company, its purpose, why was it started? What has been its journey so far? Let's hear from Mohit. Mohit? Sure. Thanks, Rohit. Thanks for the kind words. Uh... Uh, you spoke a lot about me, but yeah. Uh, so, about Urban Company, right? So, that time when I joined uh, or the time when it started, uh, it was known as Urban Club. Uh, how it all started uh, is like we, we have three founders where uh, Abhiraj and Varun, they're kind of uh, were batchmates in IIT Kanpur, though they didn't work professionally. Uh, with each other uh, and Raghav he was uh, 
passed out from UC Berkeley. He was also trying to do some of the stuff on his own, and and somehow they all met together and uh, explored few of the ideas in Indian uh, market. And finally, they kind of uh, finalized that they are going to target on the home services or the service marketplace domain. uh and that's how it all started so they started probably in uh, working on this idea somewhere in mid of 2014 and they launched uh, their uh first version of the app in november 2014 uh so that's where we we still celebrate 10th november 2000 uh, 10 november as our anniversary for the company and uh, from there it was like a crazy journey uh so i joined somewhere in mid of 2015 uh, after half year or so of the journey of the company and that's where uh, we kind of started raising some uh, series a funding and stuff like that and we kind of moved forward and starting 2016 uh, we kind of started generating revenue uh, and and move forward from there and the whole idea behind urban company and or urban club that time was to kind of empower the millions of professionals that are out there in indian market who actually do not have neither the capital nor the platform to kind of generate or live or you know gauge their livelihood on the day to day basis uh you must be knowing like there, there is a labor shortage in most of the cities where people generally go over there and you know hire daily wages you know people or professionals to kind of work for them and it's for probably for the niche services but it is kind of a similar thing for most of the services out there even for the salon professional if i say right they mostly work with different salon uh, you know shops whether it is a high branded shop or luxurious shops or probably local shops over there but the amount of money these guys are making is not something which they deserve like they deserve much more than what they were actually getting and that was the whole idea right uh this is from the professional perspective even now if i if we take a really uh, you know we take a lot of proud uh, in kind of uh, coming from a company which is actually disrupting the market by providing employment where the professionals can be micro entrepreneurs and generate uh, you know daily wages not the daily wages but monthly income uh, which is kind of guaranteed and uh, they are living a good livelihood right so it takes a lot of uh, everyone in urban company probably takes a lot of pride in it at least people who have been here from the start and that is a lot, lot of people over there right and the second piece is the customer point of view as as you mentioned that uh, before urban company or uh, home services which came online uh, people were going on the local market or the labor shop or somewhere to kind of hire people to get the work done but as we are growing right the the migration or movement of people have increased uh, drastically right because you are changing jobs you are moving from one city to other city you are not any more like target audience if i talk about that time 25 to 35 uh years old uh, young women right and for the households they were dependent on lot of people but they were actually moving as well right 
it and it was very very difficult to kind of when you move let's say from delhi to bangalore how to identify who is the local guy who can perform the services and that is where you know uh, the juice lies right so you are able to kind of reduce the pain of the customer you are providing high quality services and in the price that you know uh, that is genuine enough right and that is the, the these are the two pillars on which uh, these are the two pillar idea where urban companies built on top of i really liked it right so um, to summarize what you're saying um, empowering millions of professionals yeah uh, right? that is the one side the second side is bringing in certainty bringing in quality making it available for people who are really short on time uh, you know making yep. services available i really loved the story that you narrated uh, mohit and especially for people coming from uh, the starters uh, you know the founders coming from kanpur where some of these things would have been extremely easy otherwise okay. i really like the focus uh, the vision actually uh, to have foreseen these challenges and then going about addressing and how well you have addressed the numbers are testimonial um, you know you have over 30000 trained partners uh or, you know uh, 750000 services getting delivered across four different countries this brilliant and pandemic in a way i guess has proven to be yet another inflection point clearly the numbers say that you guys have really grown uh, in the last uh, few months or so so brilliant job mohit which yeah. actually brings me you know to s- some more interesting points um because uh, you know for a home service platform it is given that the quality of service delivered by the professional is important it's mm-hmm. a no brainer but you have enough checks and balances i'm sure you train the professionals um, etc then you also have the review mechanism as a you know a person ordering a home service i know what sort of reviews uh, the person coming and delivering the service has yep i'm able to provide feedback and i have first hand experienced how urban company then comes in and make sure that uh, the whole interaction is of great quality but what is interesting to me also is uh, mohit in your opinion what is the value of customer experience hmm. when, uh, buyers and consumers are interacting with urban company's platform right hmm. so professionals guaranteed agreed but what about platform experience what about web experience what about mobile experience talk talk us through your perspectives and experiences mohit correct so yeah i think uh, from the customer experience perspective right there are there are two kind of things one is uh, the offline experience and the online experience right offline experience is all about how good the service is delivered whether the professional was on time uh he accepted the job was he communicative if he was late was it was the customer well aware of it uh was there any you know any services whether it is appliance salon or uh, you know any any sort of repair services were they delivered properly or not and ultimately after the service has been delivered were the customers happy with the experience that they got from the support right uh this is something which is uh, our truly imbibed in our culture where we kind of have customer obsession is one of the key 
cultural aspect uh, in a bank company right so much and so that if i if i talk about uh, certain uh, numbers which is uh, like urban company nps which is a net promoter score right uh, that is around 46% in india right which which is way way higher in in terms of when you the when you compare with the e-commerce industry across the board right and this is the number which we keen on increasing to the maximum limit whichever is possible right and we have been working on this for last 5 years or 6 years and so customer obsession is definitely one of the important thing from the offline market perspective as you probably have mentioned there are some studies where uh, 8 out of 10 customers are kind of willing to choose the platform which is providing the better customer experience right uh, for example in in urban company during pandemic the safety and hygiene was one of the biggest lever for us as well as one of the most important thing for us to kind of invest in so that people are confident that we are providing the services which are kind of uh, safe uh, have a better hygiene and all the checks were there so that people are not afraid of choosing the services on our company right while uh, if i talk about from the online world right uh, there are multiple multiple reasons because of which your experience can go wrong right one is your uh, performance of your website or the mobile app right if it is uh, like the pages are loading for ages and stuff like that or some of the flow flows are broken or people are not able to raise the request or people are not able to use the support etc etc these are the places where the experience go tremendously wrong right and that's the places where uh, a lot of power kicks in where you can automate the whole piece so that the customer experience on the online side of the things is flawless right and that's where you have to make sure your websites and apps are functioning 24/7 so uh, at any point in time right uh, uh, when you when you go in the direction of the online experience there are multiple areas to cover probably probably we can go and talk about them uh, in today yeah want to know your viewpoint rohit like uh, on on this particular aspect uh, being crunch matrix is yeah. fair or there perfect yeah makes sense uh, uh, so mohit see in fact the way we see it in in an extremely fast changing environment which represents a typical b2c e-commerce marketplace you're mm-hmm. constantly first of all you're running uh, let's say a few hundred apis right and microservices mm-hmm. right uh, behind the scene and you're constantly tweaking new code being added code being changed new offers being rolled out uh offers which are geo dependent yeah. right and so on and so forth uh offers which are uh, customer tenure dependent uh, so, so there is a constant peaking around right hmm. and as competition comes in this only goes up right yeah. so um, i think uh, uh, clearly uh, stellar it operations which looks at you know, all these changes constantly helps you monitor it uh is is super important uh, i think uh, this must be literally a needle in haystack for it ops 
and thankfully uh, we at crunch metrics believe leveraging ai uh, to handle this is super important right and it can can make life easier right correct uh, because the amount of data that you're ingesting and analyzing there is lots of redundancy in the data but yet it is important yep. so i we we have seen if you're organizing your data well if you're applying ai well if you're uh, you know doing a few different things uh, which i'm sure we'll discuss as we progress mm-hmm. uh, i think there is a way to uh, dramatically improve customer experience um, it must be interesting to hear you out on how you do mohit at urban company sure yeah i think uh, this is quite relevant uh, overall from from the uh, problem statement point of view uh, so as you so if, if a small story right so if any company for that matter so i have been with urban company from the day one at that point of time we were having probably a monolith architecture we were having a couple of servers deployed on the production we were having single database etc etc so the overall infrastructure or overall platform was simple enough to kind of handle where you did not need too much of uh, you know automation around the pieces to let you know where exactly things are breaking up or where exactly the issue is but over the period of time of 2 years or 2 and a half years we started moving from monolith architecture to the microservices architecture and that's where we started investing heavily on standardizing our platform because things were scaling up we were launching multiple microservices we were segregating different logics into different databases and services and building a lot of platform capabilities the data point suddenly started increasing and it started increasing exponentially right something probably if we we talked about that time we were having 2000 rpm coming into the picture which suddenly jumped to 100k rpm right and that is something which is uh the scale they start kicking in within a period of 3 or 4 years and that's where you start seeing that whatever you were doing at the time you were having singular stack or you know singular platform it was easy that time but that same cannot be applied anymore and that's where we kind of uh started investing a lot into uh figuring out the main major thing that we started realizing that the data is huge you have to start structuring the data in the way that you know uh, you can make sense out of it we started building platform which can be applied across the microservices which starts giving us data points in a structured format which can be correlated to each other and which are standard in nature it's not that two services are giving me two different data points in a two different structure so it, it in that case it would be very difficult for me to kind of make out i i can associate um, yeah. uh, with that problem right uh, so many times um, we try to solve problems where data is either not fully getting captured it is getting captured uh, in a very uh, non uniform way yep. and and it's really a boon if within the platform we have thought through the idea that hey i need these hooks first yep. of all and the hooks also should be established in a way data which is generating 
is something which which is standardized and therefore lends itself to better correlation uh, correct exactly and that's that's where kind of uh, the complexity of the whole ecosystem the whole uh, rca uh, time time to rca starts kicking in as a metric that because the data is huge if something goes wrong it takes a huge time to kind of just figure out where things go wrong and that's where you start to kind of realize what if i would have got just a alerts from where it was coming in yeah, or, or whichever was the root cause the holy grail right and th- that that would have been an ideal scenario for everyone and everyone would have been happy right that this is the root cause just go and fix it but this does not work like that it it is so complex in nature that realizing that particular thing it takes a lot of time yeah no totally agree and which is where i think uh, like you said right can i leverage ai to correlate well hmm. right can i leverage ai etc uh, to to reduce uh, you know my alert fatigue sure and that which brings us to the next point that how do you go about doing that right yeah um so so uh, let's let's talk about uh, you know uh, these are some of the points i think we in a way covered right yeah um uh, so one one question i still have is uh, what about customer experience we have spoken about it systems we have spoken about operations mm-hmm. we have spoken about having the right hooks measures mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. but what about customer experience how does this all add up to a customer experience correct also working on correlating mm-hmm. it performance kpis with mm-hmm. customer experience kpis right when yep. you say hooks you know just talk us through customer experience kpis revenue kpis help us understand how does all come together correct so see it uh, is a simple math right there are two uh, major metrics to see whether uh, something like uh, this is causing customer experience or hitting the customer experience yeah so one is the nps as a metric if your nps as a metric over the period of time is decreasing on the uh, online uh, nps mm-hmm. that means that you are not doing a good job right the second thing is from the mathematical sense right if let's say your uh, overall system is down for let's say 1 minute or 2 minutes is very easy that you figure out your monthly revenue and figure out your revenue or the cost that or the revenue that you are generating per minute and the amount of minutes that you are down you just multiply by that this is the amount of money that you are actually wasting right. this is the amount of money that you are not able to make because you are going down right, right. and this becomes very very uh, significant number as you scale up at the time when you are launching up right you have uh, we should not but you generally have some leverage to kind of go down and take higher risk to kind of release something faster right when you scale up and when you start taking into a certain revenue you do not have that risk or that leverage or that risk appetite where you release something because of the sake of you have to release fast without taking all the measures or countermeasures which are possible right and that's that's where uh, uh, you have to start looking at mathematically and from the kpi perspective so right. consider that uh, if during the time when the system is down another from the user experience perspective 
for let's say 10 minutes the system is down and nobody is able to place the request and that is the time when your certain set of customers are installing right so all the users who are installing that time will not be able to place the request so their first time touch uh, point experience is going to screwed up right they would start saying in that you know your website does not work why you are sending me certain notifications certain banners and images and creatives etc to download the app if you can't work on it right and you have to you have to take a stab on it to figure out you know how we can reduce this so that the time uh, the user experience and the first touch user experience is not screwed up and there are multiple others like people who repeat on the platform for them also it's a pain right generally this time the time is money these days right you can't just say that uh, it's fine to kind of have a downtime for 10 minutes people can place the request after 10 minutes it does not come because time is the money so and and if i talk about like a recent story right so how do you kind of ensure that the user experience is uh, uh, is kind of uh, enticed to your uh, culture and you are kind of taking care of it technically right uh, so it, last last month there there was some issue uh, on the platform and because of which as we were deploying things up the cpu was shooting up to you know 100% and stuff like that having said that we had enough data points enough systems in place which were able to kind of proactively let us know that things are going wrong and we could course correct it and kind of revert the deployment whichever was causing it right this is one point and that is actually needed and that is where the power of structured data debugging uh, application monitoring tool logging etc distributed tracing comes into play right and we we had all of this and that is really really important but another piece of the thing which which we kind of struggled with it took us a week time to figure out what exactly caused it right this is where exactly uh, the power of uh, anomaly detection figuring out insights from the data points that you are capturing comes into play and over there also what is very important that are you able to correlate the various data points that are coming from the picture and are you able to drive to the causation of the alert or causation of the issues and that seven days of the time when it took us to kind of figure out what exactly went wrong could that be reduced to one hour and if would have been then it it was such a huge productivity boost for any company for that matter right so this is this is where i feel that you know uh, you have to start crunching your data up and start focusing on the pieces which are very very important and doing it automatically is really important otherwise uh, as we talked about alert fatigue etc right uh, it, it starts uh, kicking in in the brain and it starts causing a lot of issues in coming up with the right root cause and then drive through absolutely i mean um, i i definitely need to agree with the points that you're making here mohit right um, the power of uh, correlation uh, power of anomaly detection uh, and uh, uh, you know then being able to do causation uh, 
right yeah uh, i think these are fundamental to very effective uh, uh, customer experience management uh, through right kind of it operations i right. i totally agree and that is what we strive to do um uh, with with crunch metrics and 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 there's one more thing like i would like to point out so there are couple of things that we do right so one is you have apm and everything in your backend system that tells you what exactly is happening if you talk about from the mobile and the web perspective right ultimately it's not the backend performance which actually tells you that how exactly user is experiencing it there are multiple factors to it which is network latencies the time the amount of payload that you are getting then amount of time it is taking to kind of uh, you know uh, take out things from the payload and showcase to user user right? and that is what we also kind of capture how exactly on the app uh, the user is experiencing the latency right and it generally is not the same and it cannot be the same as you to experience in apm and or other app, uh, application monitoring tools and that actually tells us the areas or the set of apis or set of pages where we really have to start uh, focusing on to provide better ux uh, and better user experience and design experience no you have hit on hit it spot on i think it's about end to end quality of experience yeah and not about the it infrastructure being up and running but it's actually about what the customer experiences and this is a closed loop it correct it is it is a end to end it's also a closed loop um i like the point that you make here that measuring what the customer is experiencing and feeding it back into decisions which can go back to you know how your microservices how your apis are performing how your code is performing is super correct. important it's correct. super important Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. So so no doubt about it. But it brings me to one very interesting point, which mm-hmm. you alluded to a bit. But let's try to zero in on this, right? Yeah. Which is to say that with all this monitoring, all the systems in place, um, it's very very easy to get you know overwhelmed with alerts. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so so uh, the question is, should I now sit and prioritize? What should I address, right? Or the question is. can systematically uh, can we find out uh, where should i focus and what is just just to be ignored yes systems are required yes alerts are required but not all alerts are worth investigating so how do i really identify uh, you know where should i focus on how do we reduce alert yeah. proliferation uh, you know how do you overcome it and that's that's something interesting right um, so mohit you are a practitioner in production i am somebody who is helping uh, you know Uh, platforms uh, overcome this but i want to hear from you my audience definitely wants to hear from you so yeah so i think uh, this is this is a very very interesting point so i have probably inspiring from the all the experience that i have been through alert fatigue i i have i generally uh, say that it is better to have proactive planning than reactive fire fighting right and whenever there is a lot of alerts kicking in uh, your reactive firefighting starts now how how does alert fatigue happen right in it start when you are starting a company you do not have anything in place you do not have alerting monitoring and sector systems as you starts going up you start building all these things up and then alerts also in that case will be noisy not structured etc etc you start focusing on that 
and then you start kicking into the place where you have you know structured alerts you have one alerts in place on a single channel you have the on call management tools in uh, within uh, you know overall system where all the developers are on call on the rotation basis etc and you have the power of putting custom alerts and things like that now once you have the system uh, in place and you start getting alerts here and there in between th- that is the fine state according to me right and that that is a state where you kind of uh, reasons can be that there is a small spike because of xyz reason or some uh, configuration changes happen because of which this particular uh, you know system was breaking for this particular use case etc etc but the time when you start uh, coming to the point where uh, your system is down which means that it will start from the place that there will be let's say you have 100 microservices it will start with the place you will have a service a which is start uh, giving you high latencies and which means the service a is down and then overall in the period of time you will start seeing if the service a is the core service which without which your service can't work or your system can't work it will increase the uh, li- like a fire in the forest and your blast radius will increase so much or so that everything is down and so in a way a becomes a lead indicator correct and in that particular case you will start having a lot of alerts kicking in into the system and that's where you do not have any clue what actually caused it because in most of the cases it also happens the thing that alerted first can is not the reason of the alert okay now how do you kind of go about solving this without anything else with you have debugging systems in place you what you will do you will start seeing the apm you will start seeing the different monitoring tools you figure out the top services which are impacted you start going deeper into it you start figuring out top apis which were impacted you start looking at the distributed tracing and that is where somewhere anomalies can be start coming in that these are the transactions which actually is causing 10x latency than it used to do perfect right? now these are the system which are there already like the, this is solved problem uh, till the time over here but what if that is not the reason that is just giving you some indication that you know this is the anomaly and this transaction is high now that can narrow down the overall radius that you need to start manually looking into it but it is still high enough that it will take a huge time sometimes to figure out what actually is causing it coming back to the same example which i which i told you right last week it took one week to figure out what actually is causing and there are still few couple of problem statement that are going in the system which which we are debugging for a very long time right so uh, and and over there how what would have been important enough one is uh, you could have a highly resilient systems where you could put circuit breakers so that you know the blast radius can be reduced overall your uh, uh, overall your alerts are localized your uh, issues are localized and stuff like that the second thing is how all the alerts that you were getting if you could have figured out the correlation between these alerts 
you should have got only set of alerts in the system which could have told you that where to look at and you start focusing on those areas it's means right so ultimately intelligent alerting is needed to kind of reduce uh the alert storm uh due to the domino effect and that is that is what is uh, like really really important to kind of solve for alert fatigue and alert fatigue is like not healthy for the system it's not healthy for the health of the people resolving it absolutely <laughs> it causes so much of anxiety so much of uh, you know stress so much of uh, you know chaos in the environment sure that it becomes like uh, uh, very very difficult to kind of fig- figure out first of all what causing it and then solving it up right i think i think it's 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 you know you you put it really well right while alerts are good but too many alerts are a challenge yeah. right uh, in in uh, in a old hindi advertisement as they said daag acche hain alerts yeah. are not bad i think the challenge is in making sure you do the right correlation you understand right what caused what right and then yeah, then yeah, have systems which give you the right insight right correct. and therefore uh, right uh, the time to rca reduces you you pointed out that as complexity increases its rca becomes increasingly difficult correct and the systems in place is super important and so, i think like one one point i i would like to capture over there right so in generally we are talking about alerts in our uh, tax systems in our systems where back ends are involved front end are but one one key point which probably we do not focus on and which probably industry is you know kind of not uh, adopting it as of now it is probably too early is figuring out the business downline okay uh, when whenever you uh, are kind of so user experience and tech downtime definitely directly proportional but the business downtimes are also proportional to the user experience so let's say Brilliant. somebody is not able to place a request in a certain city in a certain category you take any e-commerce uh, you know company closed yeah. and or companies right it is true for all of them if somebody is not able to place a request on a product or stuff like that it is a bad customer experience for him he will go to twitter and bang you then hey this is what is happening with me and what should i do right so this is also one thing which which is one of the area that we should definitely start investing in uh, going forward i i totally agree i think in this world of um, very active uh, social media right um, i think there is no second chance for a great first experience and unfortunately or fortunately every experience has to be treated as the first experience because the moment it goes bad um, you know uh, it will be all over the place so yep. i i agree mohit uh, so which brings me to uh, uh, the last uh, few set of points the key takeaways from the conversation that we have been having mohit oh. i i i agree being proactive and building guards against issues and i think you put it very well mohit having the right data hooks right having yeah. sure uh, you know you're standardizing the data hooks right right uh, the logs are standardized but otherwise it can be chaotic and uh, we have experienced this first hand uh, 
uh, i'm sure every e-commerce company out there when you begin you don't necessarily have it but as you grow these are pangs of growth the Correct. pangs of growth so Correct. agree and and um, uh, of course ai is not about making job of it better ai is also about making customer experience better and as you pointed out eventually it leads to better business winning business. um so so mohit any any last thoughts uh, for the audience no i think uh, the the overall gist of uh, you know coming to the point when you or like anybody has to start using ai ops or anomaly detection capability the journey to that is not 0 to 1 it's like 0.2.1.2.3.4.5 continuous journey so in that you can't avoid having apm you can't avoid having logging system you can't avoid having structured data and standardized solution and right data for that matter uh, once we have or anybody have that uh in place where things are standard in nature alerting monitoring and debugging tools are in place and you are on top of every metrics whatsoever that's where the uh, next optimization can start kicking in which is ai ops and that becomes as you scale it becomes important enough and yeah. non negotiable to kind of reduce the overall time to rca Uh, mean time to repair and time to resolve kind of a metrics because that is again mathematical in nature the per minute revenue multiplied by the number of minutes that you are down is the business that you are losing and that is something that becomes non negotiable at the scale that company like us are at and uh, the similar companies or the companies which are far ahead of that. Mohit I I like the mathematical part Mohit because that's your you know uh, calling card to the CFO right <laughs> say, hey I need best I need to do these things uh, you do the math and you straight away see and the CFOs love to see numbers right this is the way to kind of whenever you are <laughs> you are uh, because UC is one of the company which is quite frugal in terms of the cost and uh, we want to like uh, keep it that way So it's very important to justify where we are investing, why we are investing, why that is important, and I think that is true for other organizations as well. Nobody wants to put money on something which is not adding value. Mohit, it has been such a great pleasure having you on this uh, conversation. Hope to you know host you again. Sure. Uh, insights were brilliant. Audiences, if there are any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Mohit, thanks again, and until next time. Uh, see you thanks a lot thanks a lot roy